Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. The Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all the usual social media outlets. Do your bit to support us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Give us a like, share, subscribe and join our flourishing community of not just wrestling fans, but gamers, podcasters, musicians and more. We've got some fucking news for you. Welcome to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast Weekly News Roundup. I'm Troy, joined by Jay, and a wild Big Tasty appeared. A man on the street, Big Tasty. It's Roman Reporter. (laughs) Roman Reporter, Big Tasty. (laughs) Uh, What's going on? What's good? News, man. man. There's been been some... There's been bare it's news this week, to be fair. Bare news. It's been a busy week for news. Not in like, not in a lot of stuff. But then, the the reason it's so busy is because when we recorded last week, a lot of people got released like an hour after we finished recording. Yeah. So, as is the way on a Friday night, there's usually some big fucking breaking news story. When we re- we record this on a Friday afternoon, just to pull a curtain back for you. Um, <laughs> I might start yeah, doing a so. second one, like a like a quick news, like a breaking news, like a catch up. Mm. I think well, we, we, just need to, we just need to move to a 24 hour rolling news situation. Just have Troy yeah. with a camera on 24 7, just sat in his office, <laughs> <laughs> shouting news as it breaks. <laughs> <laughs> looking, looking increasingly frayed. <laughs> sure, I've got a week off coming up. We can trial it in that week. <laughs> well, Jay, 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 you said you got a week off, haven't you? So yeah, we'll take it. We'll shift That's fine. You do well. next yeah. week. I'll do the week after. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. news then. Should we? Should we kick off with WWE news? Yeah. Or should we kick off with something else? Or should we just kick off with W? Let's kick off with WWE. WWE. Why break? Why break the habit of the lifetime? Exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Fuck it. Good news to kick things off with. Uh, top top shagger Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch revealed on her Instagram that they were married last week, or rather the early part of this week, uh, on the 29th of June. You what, mate? It was Tuesday. Tuesday. So yeah, Tuesday. massive congratulations in order to Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. That's bloody lovely news. Well done. Yeah. Top leather daddy, Seth Rollins. Top leather um, daddy. The drip daddy himself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, congratulations, Northern indeed. Yeah. Um, moving on, Fightful Selective reported that recent uh, uh, Fightful Selective reported recently that multiple WWE releases from 2021 have asked to have lenience or to forego their non-compete clauses. They updated saying we gained confirmation that at least one of them has gained an early out for the, on their WWE no-compete clause, and WWE were willing to let them out of it and ta- out of the entirety of it, but that didn't end up happening. Those we've spoken to have said that WWE and Johnny Ace have been very easy to deal with in these talks. As far as the most recent releases, some have 30-day non-compete clauses. Others, uh, like Tony Nese, have 90. I mean, I don't like this whole non-compete. It's like gardening leave, isn't it? It's well, basically, yeah. Um, the, the one thing, so I, I, I did a bit of reading into this when when the last lot of releases happened, and it turns out that these clauses are actually in there to protect the talent in a lot of ways because they still get paid their full salary during this period. Mm, yeah, and it's designed to be like 
to allow them to sort of, you know, get themselves sorted, get themselves back on their feet. You know, maybe maybe if they've got any like little niggling injuries, they can heal up and sort of get themselves in top condition to sort of go out then and and, and find work somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also interesting to note, apparently, and I don't know if this is true or not, but AEW don't officially open talks with anybody while they're under no compete clause. That is fair. That's. I think that is true. Uh, yeah. Tony um, said a few times. Yeah. Which, uh, well, and we also know, obviously, as of as of earlier this year, that Andrade was exempted entirely from his non-compete clause. As were FTR last year. Yeah. So it shows they can do it, and they, they well, allow them to do it. So, I, I, in an update on this, Cole Cabana did an interview with Fightful this week, um, and he was talking about, because he got let out of his, and he was talking about what happened. It was basically just a case of him, of him, like, pestering them to like really let him out of it so he could go like just go back to work immediately Mm. Um, like pretty much from like the second he got released he got like I think he got released on a Friday he was on an indie show on the next night and he was like pestering them all day on the Friday and then all that on the Saturday until he just went oh fuck yeah here you go and just give him like the money he would have got in like a lump sum Mm. Mm. Um, and just, just so he'd leave them alone so I think it's just more like hassle for them isn't it yeah, it's, like either way, either way, they're going to pay the talent the money. It's just whether they want to. Well, that's the thing. It's a weird over. one because that, like, a lot of the reason that they they're cutting people is like financial things, and you know, there's too many people signed to it. But then you're going to continue to pay them what you would do if they were still appearing on the show. You're just paying them to well, sit at well, home and not do anything. Pay, pay them the downside. Yeah. Well, it's so just, the way this the way this is written here, saying that at least one person was had gained an early out and they were willing to let them out, but it didn't happen. It sounded like then someone maybe had work lined up mm. and they wanted to get out to do the work and then maybe that fell through so they ended up taking the guarantee. Yeah. Or possibly they've uh, got like a niggling injury treated or something. Yeah. Like surgery they needed and it's going to keep them out longer. Um, I know Chelsea Green had a surgery on her arm didn't she to deal with like complications from her broken arm so maybe yeah, that yeah. was maybe that was her. I don't know. Possibly. Yeah. We will uh See and we'll keep well. Slammiversary is next week, isn't it? Next mm-hmm. Saturday, so we're probably going to see a few, few people show up. Yeah, ninety days are up. Yeah, it's the seventeenth anniversary, so two weeks tomorrow. Okay, two weeks. Sorry. Fair play. Next up. Next up, big season. Yeah, a um, little bit of a sad one. Um, former WWE superstar, the Patriot, Del Wilkes, has passed away aged 59, which is absolutely no age whatsoever. No. Uh, he was obviously most notable for his 1996-1997 feud with Bret Hart. So, yeah, um, our well wishes to all of his family and friends. You know, obviously, like I say, 59 is, is absolutely no age. Both my parents are older than, than, than 59. And, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's always sad to see wrestlers go early it's it's we're, we're still in that unfortunate period where we're getting the hangover of like the the early deaths and the excesses of of, of previous times and mm. whereas I, I, one thing we can hopefully look forward to going forward is that wrestlers nowadays tend to live much cleaner lifestyles um yeah and take more care of themselves so hopefully this 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 tragedy these these recurring tragedies could become sort of a thing of the past mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah. um he also he had Kurt Angle's entrance music before Kurt Angle. <laughs> Amazing. 
top lad. Yeah. <laughs> like a mini version of Kurt Angles. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> Uh, moving on, Fightful's learned <clears throat> that producer Sanjay Dutt has left the company. Uh, details are few and far between at the moment, but they have confirmed multiple sources that the decision was his. Dutt had been working for WWE since January of 2019 as a producer. After Achilles surgery had kept him out of the ring since late 2017, he hadn't wrestled since sustaining the injury, and Fightful said that they weren't sure if plans, uh, if there were plans on him returning to the ring. Uh, they tried to reach out to Dutt and WWE officials, but are yet to hear back. Uh, Fightful were also told uh, to keep expecting changes within WWE, including some potentially big ones in the coming days and weeks backstage. Dutt was backstage uh, this week at Dynamite, and it's believed that he is all elite. Yeah, he's um, he was doing some production work for Impact as well, like when they were kind of like beginning to turn around and get good again. Mm. Yeah. Um, did he come yeah. over with Abyss? I think when they so, both yeah. signed as producers yeah, a couple I, of years I think, back. I think it was all related to Jeremy Borash, wasn't it? When, when he yeah. sort of jumped ship. Yeah. Because uh, because Dutt's been like a TNA guy pretty much off and on his whole career. He's never had any relationship with WWE until until he started working there as a producer, which is kind of mm-hmm. weird. He, he, well, he worked with WCW. Um, he was like a WCW developmental guy. Huh. And I think his contract got absorbed by WWE, and then he went just went to Impact. Yeah, it'd be, inter- it'd be interesting to know who who brought him to AEW because again, he doesn't have a lot of there's not a lot of connective tissue between like the people he knew at TNA. Like he mm. was he was very much. I like a, think it's Jerry Lynn. I'm just gonna yeah, say yeah, possibly Jerry. Yeah, because they, 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 they knew they were each like, other from TNA. They were, they were like all old X Division guys, but he was always more of like a Scott the guy, wasn't he? And sort of um, you, you'd assumed that you'd always assume they'd be left WWE, go back to Impact, but. Or Don Callis, maybe. Yeah, Don Callis, because he's he's sort of winding he was, up with with, with he Impact, was, isn't he? A bit. So he's, he's done with Impact, yeah. He, yeah, yeah. Don Callis, um, I think one of his like right hand guys in Impact for a while was Sanjay, wasn't it? Yeah. So it's. I mean, if he is going to AEW, this is a good pickup for them. He's he's really he's got a lot of experience uh, in the ring. Obviously, he was he in the really X Division. Really underrated guy as well. He was in the X Division for a long time, and like a lot of his career was was in, in the X Division. He put on some banging matches. Um, and if he's going to lend that experience to to the, the sort of the flippy shit style of AW, then you know that's only a good thing. Yeah, very very talented guy. Yeah. Um, moving on, Fightful have reported that um, there is a lot of WWE main roster talent at the Performance Center this week. Um, if you remember hearing about Vince McMahon requesting that the talent get in the reps of the PC before going back on the road, that's what it's for. Uh, apparently, this is mandatory as well. Uh, I know Sasha Banks, who's obviously someone who's taken some time off, was one of the people who was there training for a comeback. Um, and it's also going to be a busy week at the PC as Vince is scheduled to visit. Well, he, he visited yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um and I've not put this down there, but I will go into it. And hope. Apparently, like everyone was kind of expecting it to be like a bloodletting and abs because it was Vince, Nick Khan, and like Bruce Pritchard, and they were expecting loads of people to get fired. And apparently, it was an absolute breath of fresh air, and it was really nice. And Vince was just very positive towards everything. Oh, cool! So, it's nice. Yeah, that's nice indeed. Indeed, yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah. This makes sense. I mean, they're going to be yeah. having like I imagine they're saving a lot of these. Big returns, people like Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, um, who else haven't we seen on TV for a while? People like that for when they get crowds back in. So it it makes sense that 
they're all getting back in now as you say get getting the reps in and stuff like that and also um, if they're going back to house shows i don't know if they are or not but like they're going to go from not doing an awful lot of wrestling to doing quite a fair bit of wrestling yeah. very and they obviously they want to make sure everyone's up on the cardio and you know it's locked it's been locked down i mean i know wrestlers are covered by different cloth but everyone's been sat at home eating pizza haven't they so yeah i mean are, are they still doing fat camp performance center or do we know i don't know, oh, I don't know. do you mean that the the training thing for the big lads yeah i don't know <laughs> uh they haven't, haven't heard anything on that um fat lads camp <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard anything. Like that. I'm guessing they're just putting all the all the uh, reps in for everyone at the moment. Yeah, mm. Actually, yeah, I see. It's, it's fair enough. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure how how much I like the idea of Vince imposing mandatory extra training on his independent contractor workers. But you know, mm. yeah, <laughs> that seems a bit a uh, bit draconian. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's WWE, mate. What to expect? I mean, if, you, if you're gonna if, if you if you're gonna force them to work out, then maybe at least give them health insurance. Yeah, that's fair, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of health insurance, there's the big bad booty daddy himself. Big bad booty daddy. <laughs> big bad buddy daddy. I mean, I'd love it if Scott Steiner was running Fat Camp. That would be incredible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect. Just calling everybody fat asses. Come <laughs> <laughs> give me twenty, you fat bastard. <laughs> that'd be that'd be awesome. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, before we before we vacate the, the the main roster news section, there's one that I yeah. didn't write down, but it's 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 a very minor note, um, and it's it's not really news. It's something we all probably knew and assumed. Um, so CJ Perry, uh, the the wrestler formerly known as Lana, was on Jericho's podcast the other day. I've just seen uh, this myself, actually. Very, very, very recently. And she basically confirmed that after she got engaged to Rusev, they, they took her off TV. Canal. To so they blamed her for the engagement picture from her real-life engagement. Yeah. Breaking. Oh, canal. She, 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 she exposed the business by, you know, wanting to get married. <laughs> to the man she loved. To I God's favourite champion. To God's favourite champion, the Redeemer <laughs> himself, Miro. The Redeemer. And yeah, so she was punished by being taken off TV for actually getting engaged. It's so, fucking nonsense. Lovely stuff. <laughs> Fantastic. I, I, I'm, I'm up for this. I love. I, I'm, I'm going to give this a, a full listen uh, probably later today. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm intrigued. She's not someone I've ever really. I mean, I'm not a TikTok person. I'm not really an Instagram person. So she's not someone I've ever really. I've never really engaged with on like social media or anything like that. So I don't. I don't know an awful lot about her personal life and like her circumstances around getting into wrestling and stuff. So it'd be quite interesting to see what her journey's been like and and how she feels. You know, her exit from WWE went as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Should we get into uh, some NXT news? Yeah, why not? Go on. Go on then. Was it me? I've just done one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Fine. I didn't, I didn't oh, know if you wanted to, to transition in. No, no. In. I, I, the whole reason I threw in that bonus is so I didn't have to read this massive wall of text you've got there. I mean, the next one's fairly hefty, but that's no, all right. Well, yeah, now I'm going to read the, the one after. That's yeah, fine, and, then I, and then I get the nice little one at the end, which is great. <laughs> so, happy days. So, NXT news. Um, kicking off with Trusted Source Fightful Select. They've revealed that Vince McMahon will be at the Performance Centre this week, as we were just discussing. Um... They say that we've seen Karrion Cross, Scarlett, Shotzi Blackheart, and Bronson Reed all appear at Raw and SmackDown backstage in recent weeks for dark matches or main event tapings. 
they're told that this is part of a major scouting effort to replenish the WWE main roster that has been hit with releases and repeat booking in recent months. In addition to that, this major scouting effort has led to influential names in the company personally coming to the, uh, the Performance Center to scout talent, with Vince McMahon being scheduled to be there this week, with Thursday being the date that Fightful was told. Uh, recent weeks also saw Bruce Pritchard and Johnny Ace make the trip to Orlando to scout talent, which is done at the WWE PC live events, in-house events, uh, which are not open to the public, basically. Yeah. It's kind of like a showcase for like the higher ups to see if there's anyone they want. Yeah. Look. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it seems like uh, we've got the draft, haven't we? Like, I think it's a month after SummerSlam or mm -hmm. a week after SummerSlam. Yeah. Um, it seems like they're kind of grooming a lot of people to be brought like to Raw or SmackDown after, after SummerSlam and drafted. Mm. Uh, kind of like the first draft they did when they announced the new the new draft. So, did I, um, did I read? Um, I'm not trying to be like Mr. Mr. Fucked up here, but like, did I not read? Did I read that they brought carrying cross up to main event? Yeah. yeah so they, they put them on main events. I basically give them like a bit of a. They've done it. They've done it before with a few other NXT guys, like the Adalas, the Black, show up on main event one time, just just randomly. But they did this entrance proper. Uh, surely they, they get. Surely they get more eyes on them in NXT than your main event. Yeah, I think it's more just so we can have like a a match in front of the main roster telly sort of thing mm. and what it what he looks like in the Thunderdome. Oh yeah, um, it's, it's still the same like setup, isn't it? It's the same arena as where they do Raw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and the the out there Bronson Reed on main event as well. Uh, don't, don't you do it, Vince? Don't you fucking ruin yeah, Bronson nah, Reed? That was going to happen, isn't it? He's going to be coming out like fucking bro, this clay with the hat and the fucking Funkadactyls. <laughs> <No>! <laughs> with Asker and Naomi as the Funkadactyls. He's going to he's going to have Asker and Naomi d uh, dressed as dancing buildings next to them, Fox and he's going to push them over as he comes out. <laughs> 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 nah, I, I think Bronson Reed is like a guy who's gonna I, I say that I said the same Bob Lee who's gonna be alright <laughs> um, nah I think Bronson Reed's got like he's he's got like a good kind of charisma hasn't he like he's got he's got like an intangible charisma I mean Keith Lee had that and where is he yeah but Keith, <laughs> Keith Lee apparently is down to the whole dispute over the fucking rights was real. We, we want to copyright copyright your actual birth name. Fuck so off. So you can't use it to wrestle. Jesus wept. Yeah, that's that's apparently why he's part of the reason um, why. I just a, just you. a quick note on like WWE replenishing their roster as such. Um, I saw again very briefly um, that three new talents have reported to the Performance Center lately. Um, they are two wrestlers from China and one from Singapore. Oh yeah, I saw that earlier. There's a girl and two guys. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, the one of the guy from Singapore, uh, I can't remember his name now, but he's meant to be pretty good. Yeah, Cultaholic were like big enough how good he was. Yeah, uh, this morning on the news video. Uh, but as well as them drafting in talent, they've also released another space of talent, which was Vince give the Vince take it away. Yeah, as we said there uh, last last Friday, we wrapped the news up for an hour or so, and then this fucking started happening, uh, as seems to be the case. Um, so yeah, WWE released more NXT talent last Friday. Uh, so I'm just going to go through it. Tony Nice, uh, who signed WWE to WWE in 2016, as part of the Cruiserweight Classic. 
former Cruiserweight champion and wrestled on the June 18th episode of 205 Live, losing to Ikeman Hero. Didn't um, he win the Cruiserweight champion on the WrestleMania championship on the WrestleMania pre-show, won you? Yeah, yeah, he ended Buddy Murphy's historic reign as well. Yeah. yeah. Former TNA alumni, Tony Nese. Is he? Yeah, he, he was in TNA for a cup of coffee. He was on one of their, like, um, X-Division, like, was contract matches. You might have, well, I can't remember if it was Gutcheck, but he was in, like, he was in, like, an X-Division tournament to, like, crown. I think it was the one Austin Aries ended up winning where he got, he got a um, contract. Yeah. Huh. Um, also, uh, Tony Nese's tag partner, Aria Davari, also signed to the Cruiserweight Classic in 2016. Uh, he last wrestled in a match where he teamed up with Tony Nice, and he was meant to be competing on the episode 205 Live that night. Um, Bloody hell. So interestingly, well. these, these releases are all coming around the time when WWE are apparently reaffirming their dedication to the Cruiserweight division. <laughs> by, so, releasing well, all, by releasing so, all of its biggest stars. Yeah, Ooh. I mean, to be fair, with 205 Live, um, they've actually seemed to have like been using that um, up, they're going to be using that in the next couple of weeks, I should say, for their, the NXT breakout tournament that they're doing, which is like where their way of basically introducing a big space of new stars. Yeah, the last one is awesome. Push. Which, yeah, the last one, like they've got like mainstays like Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis, uh, with Bronson, Bronson Reed, Lazare, Swerve, Scott, Bauer, Swerve. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ev- everyone's gone on to do something quite big except the winner because she was mild and he, he had the whole controversy with them releasing that oh, t-shirt the shirt, yeah yeah and then wanted to get released because of it which i don't blame <laughs> at all yeah um this one hurts a lot oh. um ever the ever eyes uh chase parker and matt martell signed in wwe in 2019 literally last week we were talking about how they just signed new deals as well um not even like three months ago um Mad. their last ma- match they got absolutely bad murdered by hit row uh, <laughs> yeah top, top, top dollar Top Went Dollar did an absolute them. drive-by on them both. Have you seen Top Dollar yet, Big Tasty? I have not, no. Is he is he hostastic? You'll like him. Oh, you'll love him. He's like a hoss who raps. Oh, lovely. I mean, that's two, a, that's like two of my favourite things. He's an NFL yeah. player, wasn't he? Uh, he's a former NFL player. He's very charismatic. What's his, what's his name? Um, oh, Anthony I Joseph Francis. I don't recognise him from, from football. He used um, to play yeah. defensive tackle for the Patriots and the Dolphins. Oh, it's okay. He's a big, he, big lad. His, his, his tag team finisher is literally he gets one guy on his shoulders and then gets the other guy and hits a world's strongest slam so that the guy on his shoulders gets catapulted out of the ring. Oh, Jesus. Okay. It's fucking incredible. It's so good. <laughs> um, He's awesome. Yes. So, sad to see Everize go. Feels like they were they were always like, working from underneath their gimmick. Like They never really they, quite got the... They've been one of like my highlights of NXT in the last couple of months because they're just so funny. They're, yeah. Comedic timing's good. Um, anyway. a former former Chikara alum. They were 3.0 yeah. in Chikara. Um, uh, long, long history in Chikara. Lots of great matches against Galax and Johnny Gargano, Chuck Taylor, Tommaso Ciampa, Eddie Kingston. You know, they've wrestled everybody. Yeah. Um, for anyone who wants their daily fix of Ever Eyes Live on the Saturday morning, like they used to do on the Twitter, now they do on Twitter and YouTube, um, they've just launched a YouTube channel called The, Sh- called the Show Rules where they're doing basically Ever Eyes Live, but in Chase Parker's flat instead. Um, <laughs> it's very funny. They also did a video from a hockey game that not Kevin Owens was filming on the camera. <laughs> definitely Kevin Owens. <laughs> um, another great tag team there we lost was uh, Breezango. Wow. Uh, and by WWE in 2006. 
Uh, they won the NXT Tag Team Championships last year as well, and they yeah. were in the middle of a feud with Imperium. This uh, one was a big shock. Yeah, really yeah, especially big. with especially with Breeze because of like how much stuff he does like with his wrestling school with WWE and yeah. also his um, work with Up Up Down Down as yeah. well. Yeah, I, had, um, I, had a, I had a little factoid about about Tyler Breeze. Well, I'll throw it in here. Um, it was also reported in um, on the internet this week that apparently. Um, so obviously Tyler Breeze won. It's called Flatback. The rest of the runs with uh, Flatbacks. The rest of the runs with Sean Spears. Yeah. Um, apparently that that score was instrumental in bringing Zia Lee into NXT. Yeah. Awesome. He does a lot. Of, does a lot of really good work. Tyler Breeze. Uh, I know um, Cody speaks very highly of him. Obviously um, Amanda Hoover spoke very highly of him regarding the the the, the, um, the Tyler and Brody Lee's passing. Yeah. Um, he's he's a real top guy. Like he really is. He seems lovely. One of the good guys. One yeah. of the good guys. Fandango's a um, blue, so we can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't Fandango win? Uh, was it one of the seasons of NXT? He did. Yeah. Um, his tag part, he, he got a tag team title shot with R Truth, which he never actually received. Oh, um, shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, that's a real shame. Real, real yeah, shame. Yeah, Tyler Breeze, been with the company in 2010. He was also. Um, the guy to have the only match that Jushin Thunder Liger ever had in a WWE ring. Yeah. And that was good. Remember that? I remember, remember, remember when he was red hot in NXT. Like, mm-hmm. absolutely. When he, was, when he was feuding with, like, Pac Balor and Kenta. Yeah. He was, he was, he, he was fucking white hot at one point. And they, yeah. they just, like, they let him just peter out. Yeah. He brought him up to main roster too soon and then he just didn't have any plan for him. Yeah. He was the, when he came back to NXT, though. Yeah. Oh, when man. when Breezango returned as well recently, like not mm. that long ago, they were getting big pops. Yeah. Um, moving on, we've got Kenise Mobley, the writer who admitted to not knowing anything about WWE upon being hired. Um, she yeah, she was basically released because she made the company look silly um, by saying all that. Apparently, writers aren't really allowed to talk about the job because in case they give away, like any hints of what. I mean, they, they, I mean, they they, they, they they fucking hired her. They knew the score. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that this that was one that didn't really come as any surprise. Uh, next, this one did was August Gray. Um, he was seeming to just really starting to find himself. He was only signed last year. Yeah, uh, and he wrestled on the June eighth episode of NXT, teaming with Ikaman Hero to uh, get murdered by the grizzled young veterans. Probably the best ticket to mayhem I've ever seen. <laughs> was taken by August Gray. He, from what he, I've seen on on social media, he's got the most sort of like positive buzz coming out of all this like he is yeah he, he after he got released there uh, he was meant to be wrestling on 205 live that night and obviously because it was pre-recorded he, he was <laughs> um and he said oh break this just in my match tonight's now a loser leaves town match <laughs> uh, he, he'll he'll be fine he's a guy i can see going to like aw doing some some matches on dark and dark elevation yeah and um, he worked in the on the indies as retrosexual anthony green um Whereas gimmick was just a, a guy who's stuck in the eighties. He was fucking brilliant, <laughs> endlessly entertaining. Um, I yeah, he, he's going to be. He's one of the guys I think is going to be absolutely He'll fine. Be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, next, we've got the Bollywood Boys, uh, Sunil and Samir Singh, um, also known as Herb and Gav Shearer. Um, they were signed as part of the Cruiserweight Classic as well, twenty sixteen. Um, they had little runners, managers for Jinder Mahal, with where obviously. Randy Orton just murdered them on a week by week basis. <laughs> yeah. 
I did, I, did, I did really enjoy that phase of their careers <laughs> they would just <laughs> eat sick RKOs like all the time yeah or and just like dropping them on the head onto the announce table oh, <laughs> I remember that Christ yeah uh, they last um, wrestled May the 21st in a losing effort uh, to August Grey and Ikaman Hero um, and one of them I think it was Sunil actually got injured in them actually dislocated the shoulder hmm. um Oh, right, it's okay. a shame, man. I I really like it. So I follow them quite a bit on social media. And they seem like two genuinely really good guys. Like they've gotten themselves into ridiculous shape. Like you watch their transition and how much they work out and stuff. Both really really humble guys. And uh, yeah. I think it was I think it was Sunil put a video up on his Instagram the other day just talking about his release and stuff like that. But I really hope they find stuff elsewhere because they were great. I, I think, really like them. I think they're another another couple of guys who they're like. We spoke about a lot of these. A lot of these aren't going to struggle for work. Yeah. I think the, these guys will probably end up in. Could see them do some again, some stuff in AW and Dark. Uh, mm-hmm. Could see them in Impact. Could see them in MLW. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be fine. Um, I mean, the, the good, the good thing about like obviously when this all happened last year, it was a massive like shock, and it was like, oh fuck, no, all these people are fucked, like the careers. But the 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 the, 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 the like outside of WWE, the wrestling industry's response to the pandemic has been to to circle the wagons, and, and, it, and it, it really looks after its community a lot better now than it yeah. did like eighteen months ago. So I think I feel like for a lot of these guys and girls getting released. They're, they're going to have a much easier time finding work. Like the likes of GCW's grown MLW, obviously AW Impact, you know, Ring of Honor. There's, yeah. there's so many places to go and work now. And, it's, and, and the good thing now is you can go and do a few episodes of Dark and then go and do something on Impact. And then you can go to Japan and do a bit of work there. Like the, the, the world is all, the, the wrestling world is much better connected now. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, another one who I think we'd only just seen the tip of the iceberg with Arturo Ruas um, signed by WWE in 2015 he'd had some awesome matches with um, the guy who now goes by the name of Asher Hale in NXT in a vault he last competed on the 18th of November 2020 uh, episode of NXT against Kushida and he got he was out of action with the shoulder injury Mm. apparently due to return at any time Um, Next, we've got Kurt Stallion, signed by WWE in 2020. Last res- wrestled on the March 12th, 2021 episode of 205 Live. Um, like, what was what was the fucking point? <laughs> he was he was the guy we were kind of... Yeah, he'd won a title match against Santos Escobar on 205 Live, and then he basically got squashed by Santos. Um, it, his gimmick was basically just hangman off wish. Yeah. It literally was a gimmick. It was just yeah. hangman off wish. Okay, which was Vince just watching a bit of AW and was like, get me one of those. <laughs> yeah. And then like the next day they were like, Oh Vince, we got the hangman you wanted. And he was like, Who the fuck's hangman? He was a talented wrestler though. Uh, he was actually trained by um Drew Gulak and Matt Riddle. Oh nice. Um, mm. yeah. He was the he was like Matt Riddle's uh, like, last match on Fucking how do you get released in under a year? Like, what the fuck? Mad. Yeah, that's what that's what I mean. Uh, it's it's crazy. Um Marina Shafia, she was signed in 2018. Uh, obviously, one of the four horsewomen of MMA. Yeah, um, that's not We're not getting yeah. that, are we? <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> no, that's that's, that's um, funny. That's funny in the fucking mud, isn't it? You know. Yeah. Also, mar- she's married to Roderick Strong. She actually appeared on NXT with Roderick when he did like the whole I'm angle where he was oh, like yeah. handing in his notice, sort of thing, or handing in his resignation. Um, this is another one that hurts a lot. Oh, Killian Dane. Uh, big, big, de- demo's gonna, big, big fucking demo. Big demo's going to be fine. He's going to end up somewhere. He'll be all right. Why, um, why isn't he in NXT UK? 
just having absolute hoss fights with Dave Mastiff. Why, yeah, why, why are him and Dave Mastiff not like continuously just brawling through the arena? And, like every now and then in the background, <laughs> they, just burst, they just burst through a wall and like carry on. You know? <laughs> oh, that's so disappointing. So yeah. disappointing. Um, yeah, he signed to WWE in 2016, uh, obviously part of Sanity. And there was talk of doing a reunion for that before Alexander Wolf got released. God, you, you want to talk about fuck ups? Like, how the fuck did Sanity explode the way they did? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, that was. Um, you want to talk about missed opportunities? Fucking hell. Nikki Cross is the only one left of Sanity now as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who's married to Killian Day? Um, <laughs> uh, his, last, his last appearance on TV was the June 8th episode of NXT where he lost to the new North American champion, Isaiah Swerve Scott. Um, and Finalamont. Tino Sabatelli uh, re-signed with WWE in October 2020 after being released. <laughs> so, in April 2020. fuck off, Tino. So, so no, this is TV. There's a thing about this. So he was released. I, in I April, know He was released in April 2020, and he ended up doing a bit, doing some bits in AW. He, he got brought over to AW, and he was in the crowd. Like you know, the AW did this thing during the pandemic where they had wrestlers in the front row, like yeah. making noise. He was doing that basically. And around the time that he started showing up in AW, all of a sudden, mad taping spoilers were getting leaked on the internet. Yeah. And it turned out that he was literally there as like a plant. The mole. Yeah, he was. He was a plant for WWE to like spy on AW tapings. No. And he was, and he was releasing. He was like, he was, he was Eric Bischoff. He was like revealing the storylines on the internet. Fuck. Yeah. And so, so AW didn't, let him go, and then he went back to him, WWE. Didn't he give him like a fake one as well before he left? Yeah, well, they they actually they actually did like they they, they, they did like a fake tape they did they did like a fake taping and he reported it as real and then they basically changed it and like that's how they caught him basically it was fucking Fuck insane it was like hell. it was like some fucking you know Tinker like Taylor soldier spy shit yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this is fucking espionage shit <laughs> yeah. uh, and then so wow. obviously he, he he went back to he got his reward and got re-signed by WWE um, and then his reward was to never fucking make it back on telly and get released he's not getting so. <laughs> work fucking anywhere off that no wow um, what's what's uh, Sino Tabatelli doing in the Impact Zoom zone Sino uh, Tabatelli and yeah that's um, that's all the releases uh, a lot of amazing talent there who as I've said they'll be fine yeah uh, sorry Tino sorry Tino he won't lots of, lots of, lots of top tier talent and Tino Sabatelli and Tino Sabatelli <laughs> um, uh, hasn't um, hasn't Fandango retired uh, no Breeze has Breeze has oh he's well, he hasn't he hasn't retired he said he's not sure if he's going to wrestle again because he's got the wrestling school to, no, fair to, play. Yeah. to uh, do but I think he's absolutely going to appear in AEW at some point because you know, he'll, he'll have a card that will run. He'll do like four matches. With, yeah. He'll tag with Cody. Well, he could come in and tag with Spears against like fucking Sammy mm. and so on, couldn't he? Yeah, could do. He come and fight Spears. I don't know. Just yeah, just he, bring him in. Bring him in for like that's all, he, Just bring him. In, bring he, him in for a cup of tea and let, let him do some bits. I I wouldn't be surprised if he got hired, but to AEW as like an agent or something. Yeah, and again, um, Amanda Huber did a a really emotional, like really beautiful social media post. Yeah. Um, about him when he got released saying about how uh, he was actually the guy who um, she asked to go and sit with with John Huber 
um, as he was about to die when while she was like sort of taking care of Brody Jr. and, and sort of making sure everyone else was alright. He was the guy who made sure he wasn't by himself and, and you know, he, he, he basically just he jumped it, he drove like three hours on the drop of a hat to come and support them. You know, he's he's a yeah. really, really genuinely fucking gen- beautiful guy. Yeah, yeah, he really is. So yeah. big up, big up Tyler and you know, yeah. whatever you whatever you choose to do going forward, I'm sure you'll uh, you'll have a great time. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, speaking of released stars, um, Fightful also revealed that two of the released stars were actually planned to be part of the Diamond Mine. You remember this? This is this was because this was a long time in the making, wasn't it? It was like it was yeah, being teased for a long while. Weeks and weeks. Um, there were creative plans for at least two of the releases, and they noted that um, obviously it had been planned very far in advance. And Arturo Ras and Marina Shafir were both supposed to be part of the plans until mid June. Ras was planned to debut with the Diamond Mine, but was informed a few days ahead of time the plans had changed for him, and then was obviously sacked <laughs> and then there were also plans for Shafir to have been involved as a female enforcer of sorts uh, and many on and the NXT roster were under the impression that it was still going to happen once they debuted just at a later date I mean one day Malcolm Bivens is going to come into the Diamond Man locker room and there's going to be fucking no one there where is everyone <laughs> at, least he, at least he didn't release Bivens I don't think I could have handled that yeah. fucking hell yeah and now he's on telly every week and he's doing something big I would fucking I would walk if they released Bivens. <laughs> again though, he'd be fine. He'd go to he'd go to like another company, he'd be he'd land on his feet, he'd be yeah. absolutely fine. Because yeah. he's so talented. Uh, yeah, this is di- this is really disappointing. Uh Arturo Ruas, we both said um he was a dead sir almost tailor made for it. Yeah. He was even in one of the vignettes training. Mm. Um as was Marina Shafir. Um <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it's it is weird um, that they kind of just changed their mind. Uh, I don't think but, they're done with it, though. Like, as in, I think there's going to be more members added to that. Oh, no, there's absolutely going to be more members, especially, I was about to say, especially something that's, like, as prominent as Diamond Mine, where they really put a lot of time into it. Mm. Um, Didn't put time into their logo, did they? They just nicked well, it. Well, no, they just stole our fucking logo. Stole <laughs> Classic <laughs> Bivens move. <laughs> shouldn't say that he's fucking massive he'd kill me <laughs> maybe, that, maybe he maybe, maybe it was him he was trying to buy Aaron's Twitter account the other day <laughs> it, Aaron to the diamond mine confirmed <laughs> um, but yeah very weird moving on uh, Rev Pro Wrestling have announced that they have vacated their women's championship and arranged a new match for their July the 4th comeback show due to both champion and challenger trying out with NXT UK Jamie Hayter and Sky Smithson. Uh, the new match will feature Giselle Shaw versus Zoe Lucas. NXT are yet to announce the signing of either women. We did touch on this uh, in briefly uh, in NXT UK, NXT UK review um, with the debut of the artist formerly known as B Priestley, uh, now going under the name of uh, Blair. What is it? Blair Davenport. Davenport. That's it. Uh, and obviously she used to tag with uh, Jamie Hayter. So, yeah, uh, the signs are certainly there for, for at least one of those two to go yeah, there. Yeah, I can, I can definitely see Hayter getting getting signed. I, I don't know anything yeah. about Sky Smithson, so I can't comment. But I've, I've just looked up a picture of it. She looks like she's got kind of like a metalhead gimmick. She looks pretty cool. Oh, sweet. Um, oh, sweet. They'll put her in subculture then. <laughs> I'll have a few. No, they'll have a few with subculture because Flash Morgan Webster's a mod and she's a rocker. Yeah. Oh works. joy. And they what can have a amazing. they can have a Hell's Angels Rolling Stones concert match. <laughs> yeah. It'll be a fight fight for the leadership of subculture. 
Mark Andrews on a forklift match. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Jamie Hayter, she did a bit of work in AEW. She's done a lot of work in Japan. She's fucking awesome. She's, yeah, she's pretty good. She is an absolute detestable little shit when she wants to be. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I'm very excited to see her if she does show up in NXT UK. Yeah. And yeah, Sky Smith's got a very unique look as well. So um, I don't know much about her ring work, but I'm guessing if the, if they're putting her in a title match, she's not going to be a push over right is she? Nope. Um, moving on, uh, while speaking to Ryan Satin on the Out of Character podcast, top, top hoss Samoa Joe was <laughs> if there was any reservations to return to the company so soon after being released, to which he said, no, a lot of what... A lot of what was me and Triple H had spoken about in this transition in depth, Joe replied, it wasn't just coming back to NXT and being an enforcer and having a role on the show. Now I'm working in the talent scouting department, working with Canyon Seaman, um, doing more administrative things um, behind the scenes. It's a transition into some of the other aspects of the business. It's an evolution of my journey. It was a cool opportunity that Hunter offered me. And it was very nice understanding that we had, uh, we had come to. Uh, obviously, Joe's like, with his style, he trains in like a lot of MMA, so he knows like a lot of people in that world. That I'd be, I'd be well up to like watching a fucking vignette where Joe was like trying to fucking answer emails and work the fucking phones. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's too he's too busy waiting for people to touch him. Um, <laughs> just um, just trying to make the photocopy work, like you know, put something on the wrong way round and get frustrated and you know. <laughs> um, yeah, is um, is new is new role in NXT on TV is fantastic as well. Like they've, they've literally got like the perfect guy for that role. It's kind of, it's kind of like um, Stone Cold when he was like the enforcer and he wasn't allowed to, he wasn't allowed to do anything unless provoked. Yeah. And that's what Joe was. And it like, we saw it on like the first episode where Adam Cole shoved him and he just like took just his jacket off and, she, and choked him out <laughs> and said, when he wakes up, send him to Regal's office. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely building to Joe versus Adam Cole, aren't we? Um, yeah. When asked if he was working towards an in-ring return, Joe replied, absolutely. We'll just say yes and leave it at that. Um, and then speaking of, uh, about potential opponents in NXT, Joe said, carrying Cross and Pete Dunne at the top of the list. A guy like Volta is pe- uh, people have been asking for it. I'm not blind. It's good. For, it's for a good reason. The guy is a powerhouse, and people want to see uh, fa- see some furniture moving. Uh, <laughs> people want to see not, buildings move. <laughs> it, it would be like two buildings fighting each other. Uh, it, it's not just one or two guys. Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, Kyle O'Reilly. There are several very accomplished athletes in NXT. Bronson Reed. He's always yapping and wants to get some Aussies. They got big mouths. <laughs> so yeah I mean when when Joe shown up shown back up in NXT I think we were all, were all kind of like okay well well when he got released it was it was very much just thinking there's a fucking long list of people we want to see him wrestle yeah and there was a lot of people in WWE specifically NXT that we were like imagine that we're not going to get those matches mm-hmm. like just those names I've read and there's even more people when you yeah. think about Guys like Johnny Gargano, Champa. Yeah. Um, there's there's plenty of matches that on on that stage would be fucking excellent. I can't yeah. wait. I can't wait for Joe to kill Adam Cole and then tell Roddy Strong that he'll be his new daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of being uh, someone's daddy, um, on that uh, podcast 
uh, the the speaking out of character one, something that's not in the notes, but I wanted to add that I also read earlier. Uh, Joe was asked about why he likes locking in the Kokina clutch so much on AJ Styles, and apparently it's because he likes the smell of his hair. So AJ Styles' hair smells like sweet, sweet lavender, and he really enjoys it. There's been, <laughs> so, there's been, there's been a lot of hair product talk in the wrestling world this week. It's also uh, <laughs> Riff Garrison and Brian Pillman also revealed the secrets of their hair care routine. Yeah, they <laughs> they went into a Griff Garrison went to Kirkland brand, Costco's own <laughs> shampoo <laughs> that a jungle boy's been using for his glorious locks. <laughs> yeah. Very excited uh, about when Joe gets back in the ring though. Back to yeah. me now. Uh, this is Dave Meltzer revealed. Daddy Dave, first time we've used we dropped this name in the in, in the news this week. Will not be <laughs> yeah. the last. Uh, Daddy Dave has revealed that Mercedes Martinez suffered a concussion when Zaylee kicked her so hard she saw space and time in NXT earlier this week kicked her into the shadow realm <laughs> honestly she kicked her so hard she kicked her so hard she saw the time knife <laughs> <laughs> never want to look at the time knife yeah obviously she got she got, she, she got um, she got things to the hospital didn't she oh, it, was, it was awful it, oh. yeah like she, she got like she got like legitimately things to the hospital um, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah so yeah. you know get well soon uh, Mercedes please yeah. it's brutal uh, former NXT UK Women's Champion, friend of the podcast, Kaylee Ray, and former ICW Champion, Stevie Boy Xavier, got married this week, and they announced it on their Twitter on July the 1st. Massive and they, congratulations. And they presumably now hate Seth Rollins. Pronouncing <laughs> <laughs> his wedding on the same day. <laughs> well, but yeah, you know, it's two days before. True, yeah. I mean, you did steal their thunder, I mean, that's just not on. Uh, yeah, congratulations. Yeah, really. yeah definitely. I wonder if this is a sign that Kaylee Ray is going over to America. Oh, possibly. I mean, I, I'm I'm just terrified by how Scottish that wedding would have been. <laughs> Wolfgang tweeted about it on the like the I looked at the tweet and on the comments Wolfgang said sort of like saying, "Oh yeah, it was a it was a great piss off or something like that." Yeah, well, I'm guessing the, <laughs> I'm guessing the toast was just buck fast. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just the iron brew and Bucky. <laughs> Boy. Uh, should we go on to some AW news, fellas? Yeah. So, uh, one quarter of the best friends, Trent, has revealed on Instagram this week that he's undergo- undergone successful neck fusion surgery. Um, no word on how long he's going to be out of the ring. Uh, but yeah, kind of sucks. He's, he's, only just, he's only just come back, hasn't he? From his, uh... he literally had four matches and then he was got injured again. Yeah, uh, th- this is the surgery that they kind of refer to as the wrestler's surgery because it's like, yeah, and and this is not a thing that the, the next neck fusion is never a thing you need after like a specific instance. It's more like a cumulative effect of, of resting mm-hmm. on the body that, that it sort of builds up and it needs to, it just gets to a point where it has to be so it's not like it's not like he got injured and he's come back and he's got injured again it's like he's got injured come back and then all of a sudden he's just ticked over the limit of of what his neck can take and he's had to have a bit of a bit of uh, relief on it hmm. yeah uh, as i say uh, hopefully he comes back better than ever and has a speedy recovery recovery because uh some of the matches he had when he came back like that in particular the one with pentagon was fantastic yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Tasty. Uh, oh, 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 sorry, I got a lot of it. Yeah, I mean, this is something again we touched on the AW podcast last night because it was announced on the show. Uh, Taz revealed this week on Dynamite that Ricky Stark would be cleared to return to the ring in two weeks in Austin, Texas, 
where he will face Brian Cage for the FTW Championship. Oh, it's fucking happening, it, isn't it? it? It begins in Austin. The prophecy begins. The prophecy it's, just, it's important starts. to note that Eric Stocks wasn't actually on the show when it was announced, so maybe he's like doing some like intense rehab at this point. We don't know. But, uh, yeah, it's good. To, good to have him back. It feels like he's recovered real quick from this, which is really yeah. quite nice. Well, it doesn't feel it like was... that long ago. We were talking about the fact he was just gone out injured. I think they said it wasn't like a serious break, was it? It was just like a slight like fracture. So obviously it's it's a quicker recovery period. Yeah. He's been out for like two months, hasn't he? Um yeah, it's he, he's another one who I'm I'm so excited to see come back. Not that I talk about him often, I know I'm quite reserved, but I think that <laughs> you managed that. to give him all of the belts on the uh <laughs> on AW Elite GM. Elite GM. <laughs> He'd beat Sting for the AW title on my Elite GM. <laughs> it was a fucking glorious occasion after after taking him um, the TNT title off Evil Luna. <laughs> nice. yeah. Amazing. Uh, also on Dynamite this week, uh, Rebel suffered a dislocated kneecap when breaking up a pin. Uh, I saw that. It looked fucking horrible. Yeah, she sort of like broke up the pin and just like didn't move. And, like she just sort of like froze up in the ring. And like Nyla Rose had to like sort of help her to the side like during the match. Um, and then she just lay on the ramp and like just did not move for the rest of the match. She was clearly in an enormous amount of pain uh, as the match was finishing. Yeah. And like there was like a little post match segment where Nyla powered on Brett. Like you could see the medical staff were literally checking on it on the side mm. of the ring. So um, yeah, hopefully it's not. Hopefully it's not as bad as it looked. I mean, hopefully she's not for too long. You know, she recovers well. Apparently she was said to be in, in good spirits backstage, having been taken to the back. So she's, you know, she's confident with herself, which is good to see. You know, you know it's really nice to see people being able to sort of maintain an area of positivity when something like this happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, please do get please do get well soon. Yeah. On the plus side, at least part of a gimmick is that she has a crutch. Yeah, she can just bring the crutch back and that'd be great. She can just like, be out the there. The crutch is clutch. It's fine. Exactly. <laughs> um, moot, but yeah, speedy recovery to you, Rebel. Um, and it's it's, it's a bit of a shame because I mean she's not she's not Kenny Omega. Obviously, she's not like the best in the world. But she's if you if you see her on social media and then she's been getting herself to really good shape. And like, she's been doing mm. a lot of training. She's been working really hard to like improve her physique and, and her, like her wrestling ability. And it sucks to see something like this happen to her. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, moving on to some. Triple A related news for AW. Triple uh, A have announced the Lucha Brothers will be on the show on Triple Mania and defending their Triple A Tag Team Championships in a triple threat tag match. Uh, they're going to face the two teams of Laredo Kid, remember him, and El Higo de Vikingo, and um, Black Taurus and a mystery partner who's probably going to end up being Crazy Steve, seeing as that's his tag partner in Impact. <laughs> and they've been doing a few bits oh, with Impact as well. Motherfucker, they're trying their hardest to make me order this fucking paper, aren't they? <laughs> it makes it you don't need to order it, it's free on YouTube. Oh is it? Oh shit. They, they, put, the, it up, they put it up for free on YouTube and Facebook Live. They're, they're, they're trying the hardest to make me watch this paper on me. <laughs> I mean, it's always mental, so I'm absolutely watching it. Yeah. It's always absolutely fucking insane. I think Sarah just wants to see Andrade versus Kenny as well, so I've already not watching it for that. <laughs> well, so this is on, this is on the fourteenth of August, is it? Or something around sometime around there. I think so. August time. Uh, I think it's August the 14th. I think it's the day after Rampage. Which is um, around... It's either on or very close to my parents' wedding anniversary. So, nice. Not that it has any bearing for me. They just go for a nice meal and I, I send them a card. You know, it's, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. One thing I don't get... Uh, so, 
Lucha Brothers are defending their AAA Tag Team Championships. Why aren't they defending them ever on anything else? Why don't they ever even come out with them on Dynamite? Kenny comes out of his AAA Championship. It's weird. Just, like, yeah, but Kenny's only started coming out with the AAA Championship since he became the Bell Collector. The only other time he ever came out while, with it. Though. Yeah, but the only other time he ever wore it was when he faced Phoenix to sort of wind him up. Ah, yeah. uh, okay. I, he did actually defend it on an episode of Dark as well against Sammy Guevara. Yeah. Which was an absolute banger of a match. Um, yeah, Lucha Brothers, uh, they've defended the, the AAA tag titles on a few AEW pay-per-views. Um, when they had the matches with the Young Bucks, they were for the AAA tag titles. It wasn't a, wasn't a ladder match for him, was it? They did the ladder match, and I think they did the singles match as well. Sorry, was it the Escola de la Muerte? Yeah, the ladder ladder to hell match. Nice. Which is amazing. Yeah, I mean, go and watch that. That was oof. oof. Um, powerful come up with a show debut at the end and we all fucking lose our shit again good times um, want to talk about brand synergy and you want to talk about like smart smart cross branding decisions uh, Darby Allen is going to be part of the cast of Jackass 4 of course he is in what is, in what is clearly the most obvious bit of cross promotion that AEW could ever do and we've already had Steve-O on AEW with him in a vignette so. and Tony Hawk and Tony Hawk <laughs> why yeah, yeah. So, Why wouldn't you put a guy that used to be a skateboarder in a silly prank show with a load of guys that are also skateboarders with a guy that doesn't mind throwing himself off everything and anything yeah it's perfect <laughs> I mean I don't yeah. think he's going to be taking any sick bumps in the film I think he'll just be probably doing a bit of skateboarding and maybe like he, he did that um, have you seen the thing he put on Twitter from him no, a no. while back so he was on like a cherry picker and he had you know one of those like they had like a swimming pool filled with you know like the foam block things that he used for like oh, gymnastics yeah. and it, it was like it, he must have been about 50 feet in the air and he did a coffin drop off it into the pool but yeah that was on, yeah out. that was on dynamite wasn't it that was i think that was from the filming of that though wasn't it yeah but they put it on dynamite because that was like when he was proving to cody that he wasn't afraid or anything or something oh fair enough i know they did the thing where you got put in a body bag and thrown down a uh, half pipe by steve-o as well yeah i mean I mean, this all pales, mate. We saw him get fucking yeeted down the fucking concrete stairs. But he definitely yeah. won't be doing any silly bumps, though. Definitely not. I don't think. I don't think yeah, Johnny Knox will be throwing him down a flight of stairs like Ethan Page did. To be fair. I think. I think. Yeah, I think that was like that was too, even too far for Jackass. <laughs> well, Darby, I don't know, mate. Fuck. Darby, Darby, just getting yeeted down a set of concrete stairs like an actual fucking crime, and trying to hit as many of them as possible to make it look as good yeah, as possible. And looking. Looking annoyed that he didn't get to the bottom of the fucking stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I love Darby Allen. He's fucking great. <laughs> <clears throat> it's Moving on. Uh, Renee Paquette revealed on her Oral Sessions podcast this week that Triple H offers support to John Moxley after he left the company. Uh, Paquette talked about how um, Trips uh, went out of his way to check in on Moxley after suffering a severe MRSA infection in his elbow back in August of 2019. In her statement, she described how Triple H provided any help that he could on behalf of Moxie's well-being, as well as offered WWE support, although Moxie had departed from the company once his contract expired four months prior. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he couldn't do the actual job for him at Roadblock and give him the title, could he? But, you know, whatever. <laughs> Triple H, like... What was that? <laughs> oh, boy. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, Triple H does seem like one of the good guys, though. Yeah. Yeah. 
like I, I feel I feel as if if he had control of like complete control as a separate entity of NXT, he'd probably allow a bit more cross like promotion. Absolutely. Like yeah. I, I don't. And this is a, this is a terrible. This is a terrible comparison. But I'm going to make it anyway um, because it's funny for me. Um, remember when like we had the coalition government back in 2010, mm-hmm. and everyone was like, "Oh, I can't believe the Lib Dems are, are, are letting the Tories do all this fucking nonsense," and you know they're, they're not, you know. And then the coalition ended, and it was a full Tory government, and I was like, "Oh no, this is much worse." The Lib Dems would actually they were they were holding back a lot of the filth. Um, <laughs> I feel yeah. like Triple H is that. He's like the one, not the one, but he's like the, the sort of shining beacon who's like, because he, obviously he's come up from, from being a, one of the boys, doesn't he? And he, mm. he's like mm. the only guy. He's like he's like the, the, the representative of the, the voice of reason almost. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, there is a quote from um, that episode of the podcast where Renee goes on to say, even when John left, uh, there were times that Hunter pulled me aside because John was injured when he came back from Japan. Hunter kept checking in to make sure that John was okay. Um, she also went on to say, if he, Trip said, if there's anything he needs, um, then WWE would be able to help him in any kind of capacity. So it was nice to have that olive branch uh, and know that that was still extended and it wasn't a heat-seeking thing that everybody thinks it is. We've all spent so much time together and nothing bad went down. Lovely stuff. Yeah. That being said, you know, for you know, for a fact, John Moxley probably wouldn't tell them to fuck right off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because Moxley, Moxley was on Jericho's podcast after he left, and he was a little bit—he was quite vitriolic, wasn't he, about the whole the whole situation? Yeah. yeah, but it was more the creative process, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that he didn't really offer him support creatively, as far as like the—I think as far as like the company goes, he's still very complimentary. Because obviously, like he met Ready there, and he he basically developed his brand not that he wouldn't have been able to do that without WWE because he's that good he's, he's like one of those like kind of people that he's got like intangible uh, charisma mm. um, that you just kind of want to watch him whatever he does yeah but yeah I, I think he, he owes a lot to WWE still doesn't he? yeah even if he did give him a fucking hot dog cast um, <laughs> oh boy big taste you fucking Shovel on this one in here, the bastard. Yeah, it's, <laughs> why not? It's why not? To read it. Um, AW star Joey Janela recently appeared on the Wrestling Perspective podcast and talked about attending a Seminole County School Board meeting last Tuesday to troll officials. As noted, Janela was kicked out of the meeting within five minutes after making a Borat-style appearance. He attended with the recently released WWE referee Drake Wirt, who have been actively protesting against the COVID-19 mass mandate in recent months. Um, Janela had previously mocked work on Twitter and was apparently trolling him at his high school board meeting as well. In an update, Janela told the wrestling perspective that he made a last minute decision to crash the meeting. He made a stop to, sh- to shop for his disguise and then sped onto the meeting to make it in time. Wirtz immediately recognised Janela and knew why he was there. <laughs> Wirtz was also said to be very polite to Janela during and after the incident. They asked to <laughs> together. Um, and there's a video. It's a, it was. A, I think this was like actually televised. Yeah, it was. Yeah, because it was a A lot of the guys from GCW were watching it, apparently. Yeah, because um, he's he's getting escort, escorted out. He's literally dressed like a fucking absolute gammon, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. like a pair of chinos with a fucking um, polo plaid, shirt, plaid shirt, plaid shirt, yeah. Florida cap, sandals, like he's full chud 
Yeah, um, <laughs> old shot. <laughs> it, it's it's good. It's good to see that uh, Joey's keeping himself busy while he's injured. Um, he's currently dealing with a concussion. Yeah, uh, and to be cleared from uh, that. So there's, there's a little bit more. If you go into this into the article, or if you go into the podcast, um, he said he, obviously he was inspired to do it by Sasha Branco, and that was his sort of inspiration. It was like, oh, I'll do a bore up shit on them, you know, that'll, that'll be funny. And apparently, he so he'd, he'd had like he, he was he used to be very good friends with um, well Drake Younger at the time because they both grew up in that sort of deathmatch extreme. Mm. Came up for that, and obviously he actually he played the he played a big part in getting uh, Drake on. Um, that PWG show, didn't he? When, yeah, he, when he beamed yes. off. And he basically said he had a falling out with him when he started um, doing all his conspiracies to Earth. And he, he spoke to him about it and said, you know, that he thought he was being a dickhead. Uh, but then mm. apparently when he got to the show, when he got to the to the, to the meeting, sorry, and words recognised him, he actually said, yeah, believe it or not, I've found Christ now and that's why I'm here. And he he said he thinks words texting he texted him after the after the meeting and I like, said if he ever needed anything he's here for him and he doesn't know if that's words like if he if he bought in and he's like trying to recruit him or something or like you know preach to him or some, some madness um, yeah <laughs> yeah and this is worth noting as well this um obviously this a large section of the internet didn't know how to react to this and thought that Joey Janela had actually gone like mad full mad full conspiracy <laughs> yeah. like he he worked fucking Cornet didn't he like Cornet thought he'd gone nuts. Yeah. He did work on it, yeah, which is the best part of it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, good, good top lad, Joey Janela, uh, and he, he also um, he, f- he auctioned off his costume for like um, LGBT charities, I think. And um, oh, that's cool. Top lad, you yeah, released a, a limited edition shirt. which said, uh, "I'm frustrated," which is what he shouted as he left. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, again, all, the, all, all the proceeds of that were going to charity as well. So yeah, good lad, Joey. Awesome, beautiful. Yeah. Um, right, should we crack on to the to the rest of the world, including Impact Wrestling and amongst other promotions? Yes, uh, yes, let's do it. Uh, so, a little um, some little notes here. Um, RH Survival of the Fittest Finals. Uh, Bandito defeated Chris Dickinson. Demonic Flamita, Eli Islam, Brian Johnson. Isn't the guy from ACDC? No, what Brian Different Johnson? Mommy. Different mommy. Brian Johnson <laughs> and Brian Johnson. Uh, and Red Titus, former tag team partner of Kenny King, um, all next rest forever, baby. Um, Bandito will face Roosh for the Ring of Honor World Championship at Best in the World, July eleventh. Um, Very the, soon. Sorry, the the highlights of this match are on their YouTube channel. I I'd say if you've got if you got twenty five minutes to kill, watch the match. What the highlight? That was I thought the highlights of twenty five minutes. What the fuck? No, <laughs> no, no the, it's it, so it's a six man elimination match. Right, okay. Um, but it's like lucha rules, so it's like uh, two only two men can be in the ring at the same time. When they when they like one gets knocked out, another person come in the other four. Just like a even. gauntlet match. Kind of, it's it's kind of like a, a it's weird. It's it so there's there's six guys, there's four on the apron. Oh, and then, okay. And then two in the ring at any given time. But when one gets knocked out of the ring, then another person could come in and so it's lucha very rules. Good. I see, yeah, Luke Rules. It, it's very. It was very, very fast paced. So what you're saying is, Jace, six, six men enter, one man leaves, and then after next fall, another man leaves, and after the next fall, another man leaves, and etc. Until there is one man left, who's the winner? Yeah, but obviously, um, because it's because of like the Luke Rules, if one man like gets knocked out of the ring, another guy can just come in and yeah, start fighting them. Um, 
That's cool. Yeah, there was some awesome spots in this. Um, the Monica Clemita did some nasty shit with a chair to Bandido at one point. Um, and I'll never get tired of seeing Bandido's finish here. It's absolutely incredible. He, so he, he was meant to come to um, TNT one time and he couldn't make it. Yeah, but we still got Jonathan Gresham instead. So we still got yeah. Jonathan Gresham instead, which was, yeah, he was that's, his replacement. So that's, that's fine. That's like being told, um, I'm really sorry, we've, we've got no steak at the moment, but we can give you pizza. Yeah. You still take it, don't you? <laughs> yeah, but um, like, fuck, I mean, and, and we had um, John Gresham versus Jody Fleisch, which was great, but Bandita versus Jody Fleisch would have been a fucking banger. Yeah, it would have. Um, yeah, Bandito's finisher, for anyone who hasn't seen it, he basically runs them at the ropes in like a German suplex position. And then he go, he vaults over the top and then rebounds back and hits the German suplex. It's fucking incredible. I've never <laughs> seen anything like it. Um, but yeah, uh, that that should be a very fun match. Rouge yeah. versus Bandido. Uh, next up, quick one from the MLW draft at round seven. Um, that featured Jordan Oliver, uh, Rip Von Eric, Kip Osborne and Matt Cross. Matt Cross of Azteca Underground, formerly yeah. Son of Havoc. Oh, yeah, Son of Havoc. Top lad. Yeah, the, the, only, the only member of um, that trio's team that didn't end up in Angel from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, oh, well, he kind of did. It's in the opening match of all then. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, MJF. That wasn't um, with them, mate. That was, uh, that was unaffiliated. What's that, wasn't it? Uh, well, I was speaking about MLW what? and also Jonathan Gresham. Um, re- relatively recent... MLW signee, the returning Davy Richards, is going to wrestle Jonathan Gresham at Warrior Wrestling um, coming up in Ooh. the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, let's keep an eye out for that. It's going to bang. I'll be a clinic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Riff on Eric as well, just to mention something about him. Uh, Kip Osborne. So, there was basically a fake Von Eric called Lance Von Eric that he basically brought in just to kind of like try, like the Von Eric that he brought into WCCW um, to try and like just get a bit more money get like another guy over hmm. um, and it was it was blatantly obvious he wasn't a Von Eric because they all look exactly alike and he looked yeah. fucking like them <laughs> um, and his real name was Lance Osborne Kip Osborne is the son of Lance Osborne which, oh, is, really? why oh, called, no way. which is why he's called Rip Von Eric sweet um, <laughs> amazing it's like he's actually feuding with um, Marshall and Ross Von Eric in um, in MLW at the moment, and they're going to be having a bunkhouse match on their uh, show, which is That's next Saturday. Uh, are Marshall and Ross, are they the guys who were in TNA for a cup of coffee? Yes. They, they're much better than they were in TNA. I mean, they, they were fine in TNA. Like They were better than Lacey yeah. Von Eric, fucking hell. Yeah, but I'm better than Lacey Von Eric, and I don't wrestle with them. Yeah. Um, yeah, so MLW is shaping up to be very, very exciting. Are we going to do a little watch of uh, Battle Riot when it's on. Oh, I want to. I've been seeing how that's shaping up. That looks like something it's I a, really, it's, really want to watch. It's a week tomorrow, so yeah. we're actually off work. Yes, boy. Yeah. I think so. I think so. And again, a little last note about Davey Richards. Uh, he did an interview. Again, obviously, he's recently returned to wrestling, uh, returned to, to MLW. He spoke about, um, obviously, he said that while it's not on the cards at the moment because of the, this, the separate situations, he would be extremely open to reuniting with Eddie Edwards at some point. American Wolves. And he, he said he feels it's a question of when, not if. Well, so. they have a, there is a working a relationship between MLW and TNA. Or yeah, Impact, sorry. Because so. he's, uh, wrestling, he's wrestling TJP on a battle right. Oh, nice. So, yeah. If not when. 
Um, oh, it's me, isn't it? Um, yeah, it is you. So, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling have finalised plans for the G1 Climax 31, according to Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer News Wrestler. Wrestler? N- newsletter. Um, <laughs> easy for me to say. It's right. on, on, on NXT UK today, um, Nina called Mako Nina at one point in her promo. Yeah, she did. So, um, don't, don't worry about that's, it. That's not her name, that's her name. <laughs> exactly. JR uh, called AWWE on Dynamite, so don't worry about yeah, it. JR called AWWE Dynamite. <laughs> the, the plans were reportedly finished uh, off in recent weeks, and who will be wrestling in the tournament has been decided. Uh, similar to 2020, the G1 will take place in September and October. Uh, the G1 Climax normally takes place in July and slash early August, but, but has been postponed due to the Olympics in Tokyo. Now, this year could be fucking wild, couldn't it? What, in the, the G1? G1? Yeah, like, if, if, if the forbidden door is swinging both ways, then... <laughs> Which it is. Yeah. The New Japan have just recently announced the return of the Good Brothers. Yeah. Well, Carl so, Anderson wrestled um, Wheel of didn't he? On Dark. Yeah, but Wheel of fuck all to do with New Japan. Isn't he? I thought he was... Ring of Honor, mate. All right. I, th- I thought yeah. Oh, Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor slash GCW. I, th- I um, thought yeah, I thought you had some new connections. My mistake. I think he may have done a few little bits on New Japan Strong, but he most recently Wheel User actually had a WWE trial, which he obviously oh, must have got because he's shown up on NXT on sorry NXT uh, AWR. Yeah. Sweet. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to this like, G1. Like it's it's. G1's always got match of the year contenders just like a fun in it. Yeah, and it could be it could be re- it could, they could really freshen up this year and like have some some new talent and some new matches and some bits and bobs. I mean, I know um, I know Dave Finley's becoming a big deal, isn't he? So it'd be nice to see if, if he can have a, a really good tournament. So yeah, yeah, be, be interested to see what happens in, yeah. in, in the G1. Imagine if Kenny shows up in it. Oh. Anyone, I mean, anyone like fucking Archer, Kenny. We're, we're at that time. We're at that time of the year as well, where if they're going to announce somebody insane for it, it's probably going to be in the next week or so. Um, like they did with uh, Kenza when they announced him, and they've got yeah. they've got a bigish show coming up. Oh, you know, so you know how you know our know theory about like maybe next Ken, week? you know our theory about when Kenny's going to drop the belt to um, Hangman and if it, if and when it might happen. Yeah, that's around September, October. We, we we've sort of penciled, we've sort of worked it out that we think that's maybe the, the the window to do it. What if like Kenny goes deep in the G one, loses to Ibushi, and then it all sort of crumbles backwards from there? That would be fantastic. I like that. I like that a lot. Hmm. Um, there has to, if, if they're doing a bell collector or like a multi promotion, then there has to be an Ibushi match in this summer, surely. Don Callis has been name dropping Ibushi too much as well. Yeah. For them not to have something planned. Um, well, speaking of, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip the one that's here. I'm gonna go to the next one because um, it's it just ties into what we literally just spoke about. Um, and I'll leave Troy to finish off with that last one. So, um, AEW and Impact Wrestling officials reportedly have mapped out plans for Kenny Omega's entire Impact World Title run, and they did this before he won the title from Rich Swan back at Rebellion in April. Uh, there's no word officially on when Omega will drop the title obviously it's all been kept under, under lock and key it's been kept under wraps but it was noted on Wrestling Observer Radio that two companies collaborated on plans for the title reign and their quote battle plan was mapped out before the title changed hands interesting long I term booking <laughs> that is longest term bookings uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Sammy beat him for it 
Uh, yeah, they've kind of been teasing that. Like, well, Sammy's been sort of billing himself as he is like the hero they deserve, the hero they need, or like you know, he's like he's like the necessary evil. He's been sort of pitching himself yeah. as. And um, it, it, if, if he were to take, he could take the belt off Kenny and bring it back to Impact and then be like, yeah, I did it and now I'm going to be a fucking prick about it for like forever. Yeah, which is what they've kind of been teasing him doing. Yeah. So I feel like he might be like a really good choice. And then obviously they've already kind of got him and Moose feuding as well. So then we can have just Moose murder him and finally get the title. Yeah. Yes. After a couple of <laughs> months of Sammy being a horrible, detestable piece of shit. Have <laughs> Moose get it a bound for glory? Yeah, I'll, I'll be alright with that. <laughs> yes, boy. Uh, there's a little bit of impact news there, uh, where they've announced that they're going to be holding two TV tapings following Slammiversary, and that fans will be uh, in attendance, which would be nice. Yeah. Uh, the Impact TV tapings are scheduled for Sunday, July the 18th, and Monday, July the 19th, from Skyway Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. The Slammiversary pay-per-view is scheduled for Saturday, the 17th of July. Always, I just, I, I just need fans back now. Like um, on Dynamite this week, like when Sammy came out, he, he was slapping hands at ringside and I nearly burst into tears. <laughs> I didn't realize how much I missed it until I saw it. It was one of them. <laughs> yeah, I think especially like when we got. Um, obviously, we've got AW doing Road Rage next week, and then Fight of the week after, and we've got um, Money in the Bank on the eighteenth of July. Mm-hmm. And SmackDown, the Go Home SmackDown is going to have fans as well. And obviously, Slammiversary that weekend as well. Ring of Honor, Best of the World next weekend. Um, an MLW Battle Riot next weekend with all all with full fans. It's going to be very cool to see. Yeah, man. Probably, probably going to end up doing what Aaron did and give ourselves wrestling beer. I've got watching all these shows. <laughs> <laughs> Just they won't be in someone's back garden. They'll be in an actual ECW arena and shit like that. Um, speaking of shows that we're going to be watching at some point uh, this weekend is the return of FMW now under the name FMWE uh, and their Independence Day show uh, Atsushi Anita spoke to Fanbyte about the upcoming show and during it teased a match with John Moxley which oh my um, <laughs> I said uh, John Moxley using my theme music uh, thank you Moxley I think it I think if he has a spirit of Jado evil ways, we might stand in the same ring someday. It would be interesting, wouldn't it? Um, so just like, obviously he was there as well, um, hyping up Moxie and Kenny in the exploding barbed wire death match. Uh, yeah. And he's uh, he's pretty much like the, the forefather of it. He's of like that kind of style, uh, but he did it in a way that no one else really could do in the sense that he told really good, compelling stories with that medium, which is kind of like a lost art nowadays. It's just, oh, yeah, how can I go How can I go worse? Oh, I'll do this. Whereas when he was doing it, he actually meant something. Um, mm. Also, Mick Foley saw this on Twitter and then tweeted out um, saying, if that match happens, he wants to referee it. Damn. Yes. And so, as, as, Mick, as Mick Foley also said on social media, he was he, he for his career he was often referred to as like the the American equivalent of Anita. Mm. Yeah, he was. They were all often compared. Um, and so yeah, it'd be really cool if if this does happen for him to be involved in some capacity would be would be awesome. And they just play, they, they like, just play wild thing the whole time on the match happening. Yeah, especially when everyone comes out to wild thing, <laughs> <laughs> including Mick Foley, Eddie Kingston running and uh, <laughs> t- running with Teddy Funk in a wheelchair. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, this would be, this would be very very cool indeed. Um, yeah, Mick Foley and Anita especially like that because of the history. That would be very very cool to see. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm intrigued by this Independence Day show. I don't know if I'm going to watch it live. Um, because I am on. Yeah, well, it's, it's only on like seven or eight in the morning. But okay. uh, fair enough. It, it's just more because I'm I'm worked that afternoon. I don't think I want to <laughs> do anything if I, if I'm watching that. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But yeah, well, that's the that news. A big whole whole news. Chunk of news, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Don't say we never give you nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as always thank you for joining us uh, thank you for joining the news team our man on the street big tasty that's alright I'm sniffing out them exclusives mate I'm going to be camped uh, <laughs> outside Zach Gibson's house for his bins don't you worry about it <laughs> just there uh, just there uh, see if you can find uh, any any friends from any YouTube channels they might have some inside scoops um, <laughs> yeah as always uh, your usual co-anchors Jay and Troy thank you for listening to us and we'll see you next time bye bye yes boy and now a word from our sponsors do you like beer of course you do do you like wrestling you wouldn't be here if you didn't check out topropebrewing.com our very own big tasties brewery they do a great deal of wrestling themed beers including cold stone cream austin ice cream pale ale and papa mango mango pale ale also they also do an array of t-shirts, masks, cans, and mini kegs. Check out toprobrewing.com, or if you live in the Liverpool area, go to the Brew Tap in Bootle. And thatchface.com, where if you've got a minging beard, you can get beard balms, oils, and grooming kits. They also do apparel. If you put whatever you want in your basket, and then go, Aaron, where do you get your discount? You go into the promo code at the bottom, type in UWP20 for 20% off. And proceeds of your purchase do go to test out your cancer charities. You must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast House.